This is Abroad in Education, a podcast where I unpack the international suitcase by focusing on EdPats and their experiences within education. I'm your host, Tiffany Lachelle. All around the world. Welcome to another mini episode of Abroad in Education. And today's episode, I'm going to be focusing on an experience that I had in China. And I've decided to call this story Silenced. (laughs) When this happened, I was living in Abu Dhabi and I decided to go and visit um, some colleagues of mine that I had that I had worked with when I was living in Morocco. And uh, Jake and Holly, they had moved to China, Beijing specifically. And I said, well, you know, I would love to come and visit one of those breaks. So I reached out to them, made my arrangements, you know, decided to go to Beijing. And specifically, I wanted to do the Great Wall, as with, you know, many other places that, that stand out, I decided to do that. Working with the both of them in Morocco, it was just one of those things where we already built a relationship. I knew them, I mean, very well. I went to visit them multiple places. And, you know, during this time, it just happened to be in Beijing. Thinking about Beijing, I I want to kind of paint a visual for some of the things that I saw there. And uh, as I was reflecting on this story, one of the things that stood out most about Beijing was these babies, right? So you would have these toddlers walking around the street. And this is, expe- I mean, specifically with families. So they were walking around the streets in these, spe- I mean, I guess they were like, um, they were like jogging pants. And the pants in the back of it had this split. And, you know, as we continue to walk and be tourists, I'm watching these toddlers walk around with these jogging pants that had a split in the back. And I'm I'm looking at Jake and Holly like, what is this? Like, why is there a split in the back of these babies' pants? And I finally saw it with my own eyes when um, there were two parents who were walking with one of these toddlers and they kind of took the baby's hand and walked over to the grass and the baby squatted down and peed. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that is an amazing idea. And as soon as I saw it for the first time, I'm thinking, oh, wow. So I started to see it. And and I mean, this little split, you could pull it to the front so the babies could stand up and pee. And then you could have them squat. And I mean, they were squatting in the grass. They were squatting over sewers. They were squatting like anytime the baby needed to use the bathroom, they would stop and let this baby squat through this split in the back of their pants. But it was like you saw little toddler butts walking around all the time. But that came to my memory when I was thinking about this specific story. And I'm always inquisitive, like, you know, what's happening? Why did this happen? Um, I've always said, you know, especially when I'm talking to a lot of people about um, black people abroad, and you know, these different concepts of colorful people traveling, I always think about um, not necessarily oppression, but like, what is it like to be a black person in this space? You know, what is it like to be a black person in another space? And for me, I can say that in Beijing, China, that was the first time that I was ever called the N word. And it really sits um, in the in the narrative of, of a lot of my travels, because I've never been called the N word, at least to my face, even in America. So it took for me to go to Beijing, China, to be called the N-word for the first time. And I want to share this story with you all about how this happened. 
So Jake and Holly, I mean, we we had already done um, the Great Wall and we were, you know, tourists everywhere. I mean, it was an amazing experience. And the time that I was there, of course, I stuck out like a sore thumb. I mean, you're looking at a place where, yes, there are a lot of Chinese people, but I think in Asia in general, you have people from different countries that are just traveling all the time. So, you know, even the people that I saw in, saw in China, they weren't necessarily Chinese. I mean, there were Japanese folks. There were folks from all over Asia in that space. But their their gaze toward me was like, what are you? Why are you here? Where are you coming from? And um, because I, you know, lived overseas, that wasn't a gaze that I wasn't used to. It was just one of those things where, you know, if someone wanted to take a picture, I'd smile. Hey, it's me (laughs) and keep moving. So one night we were in the market and Jake and Holly and I, we were walking around and I still remember it was a space where it was almost like an outside mall. So there were all of these different stores within this small space and we're just walking and talking. And I was approached by a woman and one of the conversations that uh, Jake and Holly and I had had before was this thing where um, like, say, for instance, if people think that you're a solo tourist, they will come up to you and just, you know, come with this. Oh, we should be friends. You know, let's go out to dinner. Oh, are you planning on going here? I'll go with you. But it's almost like a setup because some of the stories that come behind that is the fact that, you know, they'll kind of reel someone in and like, oh, let's go have dinner. And then they'll skip out on the bill or, you know, they'll reel someone in and be like, oh, let's go to this place. And then they'll, you know, do whatever they can to take advantage of you. So it was one of the things that I was prepared for, but I really didn't travel by myself. I was always with them. So I just figured, you know, it wasn't going to happen. So we're walking around the market and I was in a, I was approached by a woman and she kind of came up to the side of me. Now I'm walking by my I'm walking and and uh, Jake and Holly are to the left of me. So I'm on the on the further right and she comes and just kind of walks up and was like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm fine. And I look at Jake and Holly like, yeah, I know her. Like, who is this? <laughs> is this one of you all's colleagues? Like, who is she? And, um, you know, both of them were looking like, well, I don't know who she is. So, you know, I kind of looked at her again and she's like, hi, how's it going? And I'm thinking, I'm fine. How are you? And she's like, oh, well, we should be friends. You know, what are you planning on doing? And I mean, this is pure English. I understand everything, everything that she's saying. She understands everything that I'm saying. And I'm just confused because she approached me as if we had a relationship, like as if she knew me. And then it was, you know, we should be friends. Let's go and do something fun together, okay? And I looked at her and I looked at Jake and Holly. I'm just confused. And I'm like, "Uh, no, thank you. You know, no, no worries. I'm actually, I'm okay. And I don't know if she realized that I was with Jake and Holly, but it was one of those things where she just kept pushing like, yeah, right. You know, do you want to come, right? Let's go hang out. Let's do this together. And I'm thinking, no, I'm okay. So I finally said it. Well, you know, actually I'm okay. I'm here with my friends. No, thank you. And she looked at me and said, that's okay. Cause you're nothing but a, but a poor in. And I just kind of sat there silenced like, really? <laughs> really? And because I'm sitting here in this silent space, Holly turned around and said, you be and <laughs> shouted at her like, who are you talking to? And she looks at me and says, Tiffany, you know, you need to be more tough. Why didn't you say anything? 
and I'm still silenced. I'm silenced. And in the midst of this, I'm thinking, okay, you know, how do you know to call me this, right? First of all, I'm not poor. If I'm an in, your mama's an in, you know, and it was just one of those things where I started to think, you know, I don't know if this woman knows karate. I don't know if she knows Kung Fu. Like what is going to happen, you know, if I say something crazy back to her and I was just silenced. Like, what is this? And it wasn't one of those under the breath. You know, it was right toward me. And I caught it and Heidi and Holly caught it and threw it right back at her. (laughs) So this is just one of the funny stories. And of course, even when I experienced it, it was something that I laughed at in the moment because I'm thinking, wow, you know, just just this whole concept of wow. I didn't expect that, you know, these it's it's interesting how these derogatory words are carried throughout countries. You know, how come she didn't call me, um, you know, the negative black term for someone from South Africa? How sh- how come she didn't call me the negative black term, you know, for someone who's from another country? You knew to call me an in. So it just, you know created this curiosity of, you know, what are you all doing and saying in China about black Americans? Like, what is this? And and it did. It, it got me to thinking about, you know, my space in that space. Like, what were these stares about? Why were people staring at me? You know, were they curious? Were the, were the pictures with good intention? Like, what, what are you going to do with these pictures? I ended up leaving that space with a story to carry with me because now I can definitely say The first time that I was called the N-word was in China. (laughs) Thank you for checking in, you all. All right, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep the conversation going and search Abroad in Education on Facebook to join the private group, The EdPat Lounge. And for more information about this podcast, go to abroadineducation.com.